Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome back to Get Fit Guy. Coach Kevin Don here. This past week, I took an Uber. Took a ride out to Coach Karate, and on the way, the driver asked me what I did for a job. Upon finding out, he asked me if it was true that you do need eight hours of sleep and if it was bad for your health not to get it. He, like many of us do, was finding it difficult to get a full night's sleep. So here I am to share the answer with the Get Fit Guy audience. I'm going to introduce you to the idea that eight hours of sleep is actually a myth. Not only that, but it's a myth perpetuated only 10 miles away from my current location in Scotland. The the year is 1817, and the location is a purpose-built village on the River Clyde, just outside Glasgow, called New Lanark. New Lanark was a project in utopian socialism. The village was the site of huge cotton mills powered by the river water from nearby falls. The industrialist owner, Robert Owen, had a number of welfare projects for the workers who lived on site, such as schooling. In fact, New Lanark had the first infant school in the UK. Aside from the welfare programs to increase happiness and therefore productivity, he also coined the idea of eight hours of work, eight hours of recreation, and eight hours of sleep. So it's from this tiny village in Scotland that the eight hours of sleep idea grew. It was later mentioned in the Treaty of Versailles and was the first item on the agenda at the 1919 International Labour Organization meeting, where the eight-hour workday, therefore also eight hours of sleep and recreation, was ratified by 52 countries. Just like anything else, though, quality matters over quantity. There is a lot more to good sleep than purely the numbers you spend in bed. I often wake up feeling a lot more rested and refreshed from a nap than I do from an eight-hour sleep. However, one thing we do know for certain is that the right amount of good sleep is critical to health and wellness, both physically and mentally. So what is the right amount of sleep? Well, let's take a sleep overview The first thing to know is that sleep occurs in four distinct stages. The first stage is called awake. This is where you're lying in bed before falling asleep. Also includes any nocturnal awakenings between the other stages. The next phase is what we call light sleep. This is where we're just falling asleep. Your heart rate falls, your body temperature lowers, respiration rates slow, so do your brain waves, and you may have jerky muscles. The next phase is the most rejuvenating sleep zone, and it's called deep sleep. This is where blood flow increases to your muscles. This helps to repair them. You release growth hormones that help with, obviously, growth in younger years, but also help with repair and recovery for adults, and your brain flushes out waste products. If you wake up from the deep sleep phase, 
you'll wake up very groggy and disoriented. And the next one is REM or REM sleep. This stands for rapid eye movement. And this is where you have your most vivid dreams. Your brain makes connections. You process learnings that you've had throughout the day. And this stage helps to improve your memory and cognition. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. A sleep cycle, including all four phases of sleep, is around about an hour and a half to two hours long. So we can actually typically pass through each phase multiple times in a night. However, certain factors can upset the balance of the types of sleep we get, and that's what affects our health and wellness. Caffeine, for example, may keep us in the awake phase for longer, meaning that you get less of the other phases. Working out or going to the gym can also cause more damage to your body, which needs to be repaired. So you need to then spend more time in deep sleep. And think about it, if you've been taking something like a pre-workout with caffeine before you go to the gym, that's then going to increase your awake time when you get to bed, which will decrease the deep sleep time, making it hard for you to recover. Alcohol has been shown to decrease the awake time, Certainly, that's probably where we get the idea of nightcaps from, but it also dramatically reduces your REM sleep time. So how much sleep we need depends on individual circumstances and depends on getting yourself through all four sleep cycles. If you sleep for just an hour, you'll have a very incomplete cycle, so that won't be enough. But likewise, external stress factors such as work stress or caffeine, even the room temperature keeping you awake means that you might not be getting enough time in deep sleep or REM sleep. So you might need more sleeps during the day just to get through more cycles to check off each phase. Newborn babies are suggested to get 14 to 17 hours of sleep a day because they're growing and their brains are making so many new connections. And those over 60 are recommended to aim for 79 hours of sleep. So if the idea of getting eight hours of sleep in one go is a byproduct of the Industrial Revolution, what did people do to get sleep or what did they think about sleep before that tiny town in Scotland was built? And to that, I'm going to turn to the research of Professor Roger Ekerch. Hope I've not butchered that. In the 1990s, he was visiting the Public Record Office in London. And he's a professor at Virginia Tech. He was reading something in his research from a 1699 manuscript, and it caught his eyes being a little unusual. And it was mention of a first and second sleep, something he had never heard of. So he decided to dig deeper in his research, and over the coming months, in manuscripts dating as far back as the 8th century B.C., and as far and wide as Africa, the Middle East, and Australia, he found the same thing mentioned again and again. 
it seemed that it was the societal norm to sleep in two distinct blocks. This concept has also been backed up by contemporary research. A sleep scientist from the National Institute of Mental Health conducted a study where subjects with normal sleep habits of a singular long nightly sleep were placed in an environment without daylight. And over the course of four weeks, every single participant had moved into sleeping in two sleep windows of equal length. To add to this, researchers in 2015 who were looking into living conditions and habits of tribal people in a remote area of Madagascar found that they were, in the absence of modern technology, sleeping in a biphasic sleep cycle with two distinct sleep periods. So if we did sleep in a biphasic cycle, why did this habit disappear? Well, other sleep researchers have traced our inability to sleep in two phases to Paris, specifically Paris in the early 1600s, when it became the first city in the world to introduce nighttime street lighting. This was followed by 50 other major cities across Europe over the next century. And suddenly, being awake at night, going out on its well-lit streets to bars and other activities became fashionable. The idea of a first and second sleep just disappeared, with people preferring to be seen out and about in Paris and London. So, does that mean that we should now be trying for biphasic sleep? Well, I would say that modern living has probably made that really difficult. More important than getting into a biphasic sleep cycle or a strict eight-hour block is the idea that you get the right amount of sleep across the whole day to ensure that you get time in each phase of sleep. So making it easier for yourself to fall asleep at night by keeping the sleeping area cool and dark is important, as is removing stimuli like television and cell phones immediately prior to going to sleep. Caffeine and alcohol with their effects on both getting into light sleep and REM sleep are also best avoided. If you have any questions about sleep, or maybe we'd like me to dig deeper into the topic in future, or just want to say hi, head over to the Get Fit Guy Facebook page or send me an email at getfitguy at quickanddirtytips.com. Get Fit Guy is a quick and dirty tips podcast. Thank you to the team at Quick and Dirty Tips, Adam Cecil, Morgan Christensen, Holly Hutchings, and Davina Tomlin. I'm your host, Kevin Don, and if you have a question for me, leave me a voicemail at 510-353-3104 or send me an email at getfitguy at quickanddirtytips.com. For more information about the show, visit quickanddirtytips.com or check out the show notes in your podcast app.